Welcome to more about officership, an open and honest discussion about officership in Australia. As we move towards One Australia Territory, host Captain Matt Reed is joined by officers from across the country to discuss the challenges and rewards of being an officer today. Welcome back to another episode of the uh, Candidates Podcast. Good to have your company. Again, like always, remind you to subscribe to the iTunes account so that you get them directly into your uh, onto your device at the end of each week and also encourage you to go to the Salvation Army Australia Candidates Facebook page and you'll see all the resources there for the upcoming Come Alive campaign looking at uh, recruitment but also leadership development through the Salvation Army. Well, today... Uh, have a, a guest with me, who uh, Major Rhonda Elkington, who is the Divisional Social Program Secretary for South Australia, and I thought it would be really timely because uh, of all the stuff that's happening to talk to an expert uh, in social program. Um, and I know we talk a lot about core ministry, and people are exploring core ministry. Um, and Rhonda has core ministry, but also has an extensive history. Um, and, and particularly in, in South Australia and other states uh, in social programs. So welcome to you, Rhonda. Thank you, Matt. Rhonda, why don't you just tell us a bit about yourself before we get into the social program oh, stuff? sure, sure. <laughs> well, I consider myself to be a fairly ordinary, average type person, being an officer since I was a baby, not quite. <laughs> um, but, yeah, for many, for many years, um, you know, just had the regular... Salvation Army upbringing. Mm. Where, whereabouts did you grow up? Melbourne and Geelong. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So did all the, you know, regular kids' activities, youth activities with the Army. I would have to say that as a teenager, what really helped me was more the sporting activities, the youth groups mm. and the friends that I, yep. I had. Not, that the, not the sermons on a Sunday? Wouldn't remember one. <laughs> <laughs> that just, okay, yeah. yep. Yep. Yes. It says a lot Disappointing about... <laughs> for officers who pour their heart out into their preaching, isn't yeah, it? It is, yeah. Um, yes, I know that was pretty much, you know, my upbringing. Um, finished school, went off and worked in a bank for a few years. And um, during that time, obviously God was speaking to me about... Yeah about full-time ministry and officership and um, this is where I am now. So w- what corps did you go to college from? Geelong. Oh, right, Geelong Corps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. excellent. Yeah. And what session name do you what, what part? What session were you a part of? Proclaimers of the Gospel. You made me think then. Okay. Okay. You must. You got a reunion coming up soon or something? Or I don't know. No, we had one last year. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we only do them on, you know, significant... Oh, years. Oh, years. <laughs> what, what, 10, <laughs> or, was it? Or, or half, <laughs> half oh, years, yeah. Or half centuries, yeah, yes, okay. Yeah. Um, so you have been a core, core officer as well. Yeah. What, what, what appointments, before we get to the social yeah, program sure. stuff, what, 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 what other appointments have you had as an officer? Well, I had several core appointments actually. Um, back in the day when I came out of college as a single female officer, um, it was generally the practice that single females went and assisted another single female or they went to a social appointment. So my first appointment was at Portland on the coast in Victoria. Um, That was a big change for me, being a city girl basically. Some people wouldn't class Geelong as city but, you know, Portland's quite different. Um, 
absolutely loved it, was there for three years and assisted another officer. But the interesting thing back in that, well, interesting is probably not the right word, the challenging thing was that you not only worked with your core officer but you lived with them as well. So, like, there was no... Oh, really? No getting away. Yeah. Oh, right. So um, we've come a long way since then, thankfully. (laughs) But I did have a few of those types of appointments. I was there three years and then I went as the core officer with an assistant myself. So you were now the... Yep. 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 I had an assistant from college um, at St Arnold. Oh, yeah. yes. So I've kind of did a bit of a circle in Victoria in country, country towns for a while there. So I had a couple of years there, um, two assistants over those two years. Then I moved to Kyabram. Oh, yeah. And yep. um, had four years there, worked with one, two, three, four different people over those four years, but one of them was for two years. So that just okay. shows that there was, you know. It was a moving feast. Some chopping and changing. Absolutely loved it there. And I have to say, I really thrived on country life. Yeah. Um, although I did get to a point where I, you know, wanted to be back in the city where, you know, friends of like mind were as well. Mm. Um, however, from Kyabram I went to Lee and Gatha over the other side of mm-hmm. the state and um, had two years there uh, with two different assistants. Um, and some time on my own there as well. Absolutely loved Lee and Gatha, God's own country down mm. down that part of the world. But there was some beautiful people, and the core was less than ten years old. So, oh right, it yeah, it had a really good mix of people, and um, wasn't stuck in tradition. So that was yeah. that uh, was really good. nice. Then from there, I went to Frankston. Complete different shift um, and was there for a year. That was an interesting year, a challenging year, but, you know, I suppose a good year in some ways. Then I went to Camberwell as an associate officer um, and I had a year there. And my role there was core ministry, but I also was heavily involved in their community support Mm. services at the time. Is is that where... It started for you? No, no. No, that was just by chance, really, that, yeah. that, that there was a need. No, um, from there I then went to another corps in um, Western Vic, corps that's no longer around. I'd actually had a bit of a struggle for a couple of years with burnout and so hence that was why I was yeah. at Camberwell. Um Mind you, I was still ministering and working and yeah. whatever. I just didn't have that all the responsibility on my shoulders, yeah. which was which was fantastic, and just what I needed for the time. So mm. I was really grateful for that. But the core in um, Ballarat Forest Gardens, it was called at the time. I was only there four months, and um, then there was a need in the law courts. The um, officer who'd been the chaplain there had had a stroke and was not going to be going back to work um, or back into ministry and the justice system, they were building a new court complex Mm. and the Salvation Army were at risk of losing our 
space because obviously a number of other denominations were wanting to get in there. So they had this the Salvation Army had to find a chaplain pretty quickly so we didn't lose our space and it was deemed, as sometimes it used to be with signal officers, we'll just move you over here because mm-hmm. that's that's easy. So that was my first foray actually into, into social. Social. Um, had, until then it had been core through and through. Yeah. So, yeah, and I'd have to say when I went to college, core officership was all I had in my mind. I didn't... Mm stop and consider there was any other, you know, that's what officership was about. Yeah, so, so how long have you been involved in social program? Oh, now I'm giving away my age, aren't I? Well. Um, about 18 years, I think. Okay. 17, 18 years. Yeah, so I only did 18 months in the chaplaincy at the courts. I'd have to say there were aspects I loved, but I really found I had to work hard to make things Happen. There mm. wasn't, it wasn't like the Melbourne Magistrates Court that, you know, there's more than enough for one person to do. Um, and I like to be busy and, you know, have things of substance to do. So yep. that, whilst it was good, I loved the people stuff, having to constantly make it happen yeah. was, was a bit of an effort. Um, I fully expected to go back to call after that. Um, but, yeah, with a whole lot of things that happened, I ended up managing a social centre, um, which is now, I don't even know what it's called now, but it's part of Salvo Connect Western um, in Ballarat. So there was women's homelessness accommodation, mm-hmm. a child, occasional childcare centre, a community house and mentoring program. So it was quite diverse and yeah. it was, I have to say, I was quite nervous going into social program. I had no background in social program and I was thinking, what are these social workers, trained people going to think of a Salvation Army officer who's primarily been a core officer. A core officer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, trained in ministry but not social work. How's that going to work? Are they going to respect me? But it really was a God thing. I did miss that while I was doing the chaplaincy, I'd started a social work degree because I needed more stimulation <laughs> than the appointment was um, giving me yeah, a, at okay. the time. And I think that helped with the yeah. staff because they knew I was doing some training. But in actual fact, officership's all about leadership and management in many ways and the same principles apply yeah. whoever you're with hmm. and it worked. And I just kind of found my niche, I suppose, at, at that time. Not to say that I don't miss core and I, I still do, mm. but I really found that I had something to offer yeah. there and I just loved the fact that I was able to... My staff became my congregation in a, in a sense. Yeah. Um, and it was just great, you know, being alongside people who were helping people at the grass. Mm. What, what grass about route. now? Like as the... The state director, really, I, I guess, fancy term, of social program, and there's a lot of social program in South Australia. What, what is that like in terms of leadership? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because in some ways you don't have a lot of influence and in other ways you do. Um, I'm quite removed in a sense from the frontline work 
Um, we've got stuff, some fantastic staff out there who've been, you know, in their roles for years and years and years and they know what they're doing basically. So in a sense, do they need me? No. But it's been really good, especially with the Australia One transition, to be able to bring the ministry side back into our social programs. And I think that's what had been lacking here and what I sensed when I first got here, that some of our social programs operated really as silos. So I guess that's where I see my role in keeping yeah. the faith. But, but isn't that in, a, a big part of, I guess, the you talk, you just referenced in the Australia One stuff, the idea that our core-based ministries, our social programs, all working together. Exactly. And, and you have the expertise having done core yes. for a long time, social yeah. for a long time. I'm not trying to make you older than you are, but <laughs> recognising all those years of experience. Oh, I was a baby, like I said, when I went to college. You went to college when you were nine, that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. But, but there is that, that is a good part of it. Yeah, and exactly. A, a really and I guess that all resonates with my passion for social program. And that's one thing I've always been really passionate about is seeing, I mean, we used to talk about integration and seeing our social programs mm. integrated. I don't even like that word now. Yeah. You know, I think it, we're all one. It's not mm. about integrating. You make the assumption that there's two things that need to come together. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, so I guess that's where I've seen my role here. Um, I was doing the same role in a division in Victoria for six years before I came here and, and that was basically how I approached it there mm. as well. Um, yeah, and what just amazes me is we have non-Salvos, non-Christians who work for us who are probably more sold out to our mission than mm. some of our, and, and Salvos is a loose term now anyway, yeah. we call, because we call everyone who works for us a, a Salvo, Salvo, which is mm. great. Yep. But... And if we're talking about traditional Salvation Army and, you know, those who mm. are soldiers or members, we've got staff who are more passionate about our ministry and our mission, I think. Now, that's a big call to say, yeah. but... No, that's, that's a good call. Um, well, you would know because you, you're amongst them. I mean, the primarily the, the the thing with this podcast or this these conversations is to try and highlight for people that are exploring ministry that there are many different ways yeah. uh, to live out that ministry. We don't talk a lot about the social stuff, um, but if, if someone was exploring ministry and thought, like, I just, you know, the greatest fear that they would have is that they end up getting sent to a core with, you know, <laughs> the stuff. <laughs> um but who want to specialise for one yeah. of a better term, and, and there is provision now for cadet specialists to okay. to be a part of that. What what would you say that the the army needs for people who want to experience ministry but have a real desire for the social um, yep. expressions that we have? What would you say to them, knowing what you know and seeing what you see? What would if you could speak into their lives? What would you say? Look, I think it's something that people need to explore before they go off and do a lot of study with. Mm. What I did note, like I obviously studied social work as a mature age student, so to start with that was quite interesting because I've got school leavers, you know, yeah. 
first year out of school, out of home and beautiful sunny afternoon and they're down at the beach surfing because, you know, (laughs) because they could and you're thinking, where are all these students? Mm. And I don't, and, and the number of them just found that their little notion of wanting to help people was too simplistic and when the rubber actually hit the road, yeah. they weren't cut out for it. But I think I think what would be really useful is to have some kind of pre-experience, like whether that just be volunteering at mm. one of our centres, even on reception, you know, engaging with the people who come through our social programs because some of them are... F- fairly complex people mm. with fairly complex problems and not everybody can handle that. Um, we all like to think we can mm. because we want to. Yeah. But the reality is, you know, not everyone can handle it. So I think a bit of just a bit of exposure, I guess, in some way, shape or form. And, yeah, I, look, I don't know that there's a course out there that does it, to yeah. be honest. Like I've done social work, I really enjoyed the diversity of that. But as a mature age student, as someone who'd been a Salvation Army officer at the, when I started that for 15 years, found it was just putting a lot of theory onto a lot of things that I probably knew. learned organically. Mm. What well, if someone was in that position, is it appropriate for them just to ring their local centre or should they ring... Uh, the, the state command and say, look, um, Rhonda's told me to do this. Because <laughs> I, I think there is, like, yeah. there's a bit of disconnect, like, how do I do that? You yeah, know, oh, it, completely. It, it, would look, that be appropriate or is there another avenue that people should explore? Well, if if I'm talking South Australia, yeah. I think I could be that conduit. Yeah. Um, I don't know about other divisions, whether, you know, people in... My peers in other divisions would want to do that or have the time to do that um, necessarily because I guess some of our programs are going, like I would know what programs are going to embrace someone coming in. We don't want someone going to a setting where they're seen as an intrusion. Yeah. And Um, some of it is around confidentiality as well and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I would be able to discern that and know where they'd get a fair, fair go. That's probably yeah. not very good to be saying. No, no, but but, but you but know and that's part of it's the... It's reality. Um, I think some of our senior managers would totally embrace younger people who felt that, you know, they could be mm. interested in social ministry. Um, some of them are just a little bit scared of the faith-based stuff but... Yeah. We can work around that. We're not, they're not the only ones. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a working process for a yes, lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Um, with, with all the changes that are happening, Australia won, um, and for those listening, recognising the two territories are becoming a new entity, uh, there's lots of changes. What do you think is the greatest need for, I'll say social program, but for the programs that we have and the people that we uh, involved in ministry. What what do you see in the next sort of three to five years as being the greatest challenge for the Salvation Army in this area? I actually believe our greatest challenge is assimilating those people into our faith communities. 
Um, in some places we create separate faith communities because it's a really, really big jump for people who have never been to church to suddenly, you know, find themselves in a Sunday morning worship service. And so, you know, we need pathways for that. But I think from my perspective, our greatest need is for the people that are already in our churches to become more invested in the people who aren't mm. in our churches. Yeah. For want of a, a better, better way, way of yeah. putting it. And to not be scared of these people. Um, you know, when someone comes in and they're looking dishevelled and, you know, like they've just gotten out of bed and they probably just mm. have not to be Concerned. sitting, you know, six seats away or moving <laughs> a few seats away, but being able to communicate with them. And that's not necessarily an easy easy thing, but to have some understanding and maybe we need to educate yeah. our congregations yeah. a little bit, no, a little good. bit more. I agree. I think we've become very comfortable and we've, I mean, I know when I was in core and um, in core ministry and doing the hotel rounds as you did on a Friday night, if I had a dollar for every time someone said to me the salvos were great to, you know, me or my granddad or whoever in the war, I'd be pretty wealthy. Um, and I think we rode on that, the organisation rode on that yeah. good memory for a long yeah. time. But what are we doing now, mm. you know? In, well, that's the encouragement, isn't it, to, yeah. other, to people who just, if there is, if God is calling you to that, to be part of the new mm. now and there's, you know, there's, I think of some of the issues and the challenges facing our nation, um, we need to be very much a part of that. And yeah. we need people to step into that space uh, to put their hand in, whether it be through officership, whether it be through uh, volunteering at the local core or serving your local core in, in a centre close by. Um, exactly. That we can, I I don't think that ministry that has to be confined to officership. I know you, you know, have a... Oh, I don't think it is either. ...a um, certain responsibility to promote that, but someone can be working in a yeah. social program setting and their ministry can be just as effective. Absolutely. Yeah, they might not be able to, you know, go out there and overtly evangelise. Yeah. But, they're, you know, they're bringing Jesus' hands, feet, being yep. his presence. Yeah, and absolutely. people see that. That's good. That's a good spot for us to finish. Thanks very much, no Rhonda, for, for sharing with us. Um, if you've got questions or comments, you can leave them on the Facebook page or you can send me an email. Um, and if you've got questions that you'd like to refer to Rhonda, you can send them to me and I can pass them on as well. Well, I, I want to encourage people that if you're exploring ministry and, and particularly around the social uh kind of expression of the Salvation Army, uh, don't shy away and think, oh, I don't want to be a core officer, I don't want to do it because um, the Army, it is a new day. Uh, we, we're, we're encouraged to explore uh, new things and new beginnings and this might just be the new beginning uh, that God is calling you to. So if you've got any questions, comments, uh, leave them on the Facebook page or make contact. We'd love to chat it through with you. Rhonda Elkington, Major Rhonda Elkington, thank you very much. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for joining us for more about Officership. You can join the conversation at facebook.com forward slash SA Candidates Australia. If you want to explore Officership further, please speak to your local core officer or candidate secretary. The Salvation Army needs more leaders. Is God asking for more of you?